Hello, hello. Welcome to the 13th installment of the Threadwork podcast. I am your host, Ross Kale, and I am ill. I have what is technically known as a sore throat and a headache. It started yesterday and has gotten worse throughout today, and that is what I get for leaving it to the last minute to record this intro. So you'll be absolutely delighted to know that I'm going to try and keep this intro short so I can crawl back to bed and rest. But before I slink off, tail between legs, dolefully groaning in a pathetic, self-pitying manner, there are a couple of things to tell you. Uh, Firstly, I went to a concert or a gig. What is the difference? I've never been quite sure. Um, Last week, and it was a thoroughly enjoyable experience. I saw Soccer Mommy, who hails from Texas, and she and her band played a venue here in Bristol called Thecla, which is on a boat, or is a boat, one of the two anyway. I've been to Thecla a few times to see concert gig shows and have always had a good time, and this was no exception. I haven't quite gotten around to playing any Soccer Mummy on the podcast yet, but I will do, that's for sure. But if you're unaware of her work, then check out the album Clean from earlier this year, 2018. Uh, Secondly, I mentioned in the last episode that I was off to record a conversation for a future episode of the podcast, and I'm really pleased to say that I did record it, and that it was with the incredible Colleen Cosmo Murphy. I'm also really pleased to say that it was as wonderful and illuminating a conversation as I could possibly hope for. For those unfamiliar with Colleen, she is, among many other things, the co-founder of Classic Album Sundays, which essentially started as a bespoke listening party where she would choose a classic album, hire in an incredibly high-spec sound system, and would then play the album in full. Classic Album Sundays has since grown into a global event with listening parties, themed events and interviews with myriad legends and experts in the field, and I can't wait to get the conversation all pulled together with the music and released to you. If you don't know what I mean by pulling it all together, have a listen to previous episodes where I have conversation with guests for a feel of how they work. Episode 4 was with Jeffrey Lewis and episode 9 was with Eden Blackman. Producer Bod and I love the challenge that episodes in this manner present us with and because we're basically making all this up as we go along, they take a bit of time, but I reckon they're worth it. Okay, on to this fortnight's episode and it's part one of the fairly unambiguously titled Non-English Language. Unsurprisingly, it's music that is sung in languages other than English. Only it's not exactly that, as I like to take a bit of creative license with these things, and so if I was being completely honest, it would be titled something like Songs sung predominantly in languages that aren't English, only some of them aren't maybe languages, and I may be something else, but I'm not a linguistics expert, but I've done my best. That title would be far more accurate, but it's a bit long and I don't think iTunes would support it very well. Anyway, all joking aside, it's a diverse selection of music that crisscrosses the globe and is all, I believe, truly excellent. A bit of a heads up, the first half of the episode, more or less, is an accidental back to 99 house music mix. So if that's not your bag, then I'm sorry, but rest assured, the usual weird and wonderful selection soon follows. And for what it's worth, I believe there are some truly exceptional records included. I could and would say that for every episode, because why on earth would I play anything that I didn't think was that good? But hopefully you'll agree. Part two will likely follow in two weeks' time. Right, true to form, I've gone on a little longer than usual, and my voice is about to give up entirely. So all that's left for me to say is please rate, review, and subscribe to Threadwork if your chosen listening platform allows you to. But perhaps more importantly, please share it with others that you think may enjoy it. 
I love the idea of people hearing music on the podcast that they've never heard before and that they go on to love. And so anything that increases the chances of that happening is A-OK in my book. As always, there are links to purchase the music played in the episode notes. Please do if you can. And there's the usual Spotify playlist in there too, if the music is on Spotify, obviously. Feel free to get in touch via Twitter at Ross Kale or Instagram at Ross Kale underscore Threadwork with feedback, recommendations or whatever else you might like. I'll speak to you in a couple of weeks time. But until then, I'm off to bed and please enjoy episode 13 of the Threadwork podcast, non-English language part one. Cheers. <laughs>
cantar e meu irmão gostou, meu irmão pianista Cidinho Teixeira, e ele gostou e então nós botamos, incluímos na música mais que nada. Então começamos a fazer isso para Oxum, depois fizemos para outros santos, para outras divindades, para outros Exus. Essa é a história de como começou esse pequeno background que a gente botou na música mais que nada, que é tão famosa no mundo inteiro. É uma saudação aos orixás que a gente faz, a vários orixás, aos pretos velhos. from out here.
So we started off this episode with the opening track from Napalm's Needlepore album from 2017. That was the second track from the album to be featured in the podcast. I included Atari way back on episode 7, but this time it was the turn of the beautiful Wittige, the Lightning Snake Part 1. Wittige is sung in, and forgive my pronunciation, the Yolungu language from, according to Napalm herself, Northeast Arnhem Land and was vocally performed by Jason, the ceremony man of the Galpu clan. From there, we head further back in time to the late 90s, 1999 to be exact, and Orisash by Kerry Chandler and Jerome Sydenham featuring Vera Mara on vocals. Orisash was released on the Ibadan label and I've been in love with the record ever since I bought it all those years ago. There's a lovely bit of history on the Bandcamp page where you can buy the track talking about how it was recorded in a live take and despite the telephone audibly ringing during the vocal record, the vibe was such where they just had to carry on. For me it's a stunningly pure and affecting piece of house music and I hope you feel the same. Following that and playing away underneath us is another track from 1999 and like Orisash is another record sung in Brazilian Portuguese, Outro Lugar by Salom de Bahia. The track itself is a cover and translation of Stevie Wonder's song Another Star and formed part of the Bossatre Jazz series on French label Yellow Productions, which was a label I bought a lot of records on back in the 90s, many of which still stand strong today.
Jesús Bastiato Mamá ye Kiyama Jesús Bastiato Lord have mercy on my soul
Lord have mercy on my soul
Bloody late 90s selection at the head of the episode, we're now into a slightly different musical space, but let's recap quickly on what we heard. First up was Equatorial by Dub Tribe Sound System from 1999, and I want to read verbatim a message I received from Dub Tribe Sound System founder Sunshine Jones when I asked him about Equatorial, and which will say more about it than I ever could. He said, A man named Babo taught me that song in a tiny one shack village in Belize. We made a drum and he gave me those words. It is Patois, Spanish and Afro-Caribbean, a message for the West from a beautiful man living in a mangrove swamp. Following Equatorial was Dream Time in Lake Jackson by The KLF, taken from the imperious Chill Out from 1990. The main sample in the track is taken from a field recording of Tuvan Throat Singers. Tuva is in the same region as Mongolia, and you may recognise the same source material was used by Massive Attack in Karma Coma, which was released a few years later. And playing right now is Susumu Yokota's meditative Uchu Tanjo, which was released in, you guessed it, 1999, and is taken from the delicate, beautiful album Sakura.
keep on dabbing down the mansion of you one day I'm gonna supply for your mind and I am murderer Mooka the supply for your mind to make you feel so fine Man, so nickel and nickel and dime a dime Matic a matic a nine a nine Matic a so much up on my spine every time Sixteen a so me carry over shoe lights and every time The youth in my carry over size slip on carbine Watch me now Regular listeners will know that I can't resist a drum and bass rollout every few episodes or so, but I'm pretty sure this is the first jungle tune featured so far, and what an absolute classic it is too. The track is Code Red, and this is the 94 remix which was released on the seminal Congo Natty label. The artist is Conquering Lion, who I found out whilst researching the episode was also Rebel MC of Street Tough fame. I can't quite put my finger on why that made me so happy to discover, but it very much did. Before that was the digidub sounds of Yellow Song by Kiki Hitomi, and this scathing commentary on misogyny, sexism and racism came out in 2016 on the Jatari label, and was lifted from Kiki's Karma no Kusari LP. And ahead of that was Issa El Sayer's 1958 recording for Voodoo Drums in Hi-Fi, Nan Puen Lavianco, or to pronounce it a slightly different way depending on which version you find, Nan Puen La Vue Encore O. I came across this record a few years back and never tire of its hypnotic, percussive vibe and unnerving, semi-distorted vocal recording.
I used to DJ regularly, there were always a couple of records in every gig that I just couldn't wait to play. I would physically bristle with excitement before I put them on. And when pulling together this episode of Threadwork, I got the same feeling when working up to the piece of music playing away under us now, Junun, taken from the soundtrack LP of the same name from 2015 by Shai Ben Zur, Johnny Greenwood and the Rajasthan Express. I think it's a bit of a slow burner and would suggest going back and re-listening to it without me chuntering away all over the ending. It's a stunning work of art with so many layers and levels to it. It's extremely physical, sounds enormous and just reveals more and more each time you hear it. It's incredible stuff. And sadly that's nearly it for this episode of the Threadwork Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed part one of non-English language. Part two will be along either next episode or the one after depending on what I get finished up in the meantime. But until then, I've been Ross Kale. Huge thanks as always to producer Bod. And we're going to leave you with the complex, challenging and utterly exceptional Hana by Asa Chang and Jun Rei from 2002. Hang on in there to the end of the track, I implore you. I know it's an intense ride, but my word is it worth it. Okay, take care of yourself and we'll catch you in a fortnight's time on the next episode of the Threadwork Podcast. Cheers. Sukuni, 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 Suku